Everyone knows you should never take a physicist to a sci-fi movie. The same can be said about a biologist and a creature feature. We can point out how certain things are biologically unlikely or downright impossible, but that would be boring. So rather than pointing out what can't happen, why not ask ourselves, what if it was real? So using my super nerd levels of knowledge about biology, physics, and mythical creatures, my friends and I will explore how different creatures could have actually evolved on our planet and what they potentially would look like. Hello everyone, good evening. Tonight, we will be discussing vampires. <laughs> oh boy. I'm Mac. I'm Mike. I'm Dean. And yeah, we will be discussing some of the more biological inconsistencies of vampire lore. Oh, oh man, biologically inconsistent vampires. Ooh. So, uh, uh, first, first off, because there are so many different variations on the vampire stories, Let's start off with what makes a vampire a vampire? Well, um, Dean, do you want to start this one or do you want me to go first? It's a remnant. Uh, you mean a Explain. revenant? Yes, a revenant. Which okay. is? A uh, creature that previously had been alive by is a standard that most people have um, that would... Feast upon the living, whether it be blood, fat, or just the general living essence of the living people. And traditionally, vampires were would primarily, well, different types of revenants. I'll keep on using revenants because uh, that's like the original, you know, for things and then down the line it became like vampires mm -hmm. are all yeah. vampires revenants but not all revenants vampires i would say that okay because in my mind it's like if you had a tree a family tree you have revenants and then this shoot is pistachios this shoot is nosferatu this shoot is sparkly vampires this shoot little worms that crawl into people's eyes that turns them into bloodsuckers. Yeah. Which I actually will be talking about the strain too. Yeah. So Del Toro and his wonderful magical whimsy of lightheartedness. Uh, but <laughs> it's yeah, I mean but, that would make um, sense because there are other revenants that aren't vampires. Yeah. And then I mean, you got your jumping vampires from China uh, or is somewhere in Asia, I should yeah, say. It's, it's yeah, it's it's um. But going back to the revenants, uh, traditional revenants would be a creature that, uh, okay, in Shangxi tubercular tuberculosis or consumption, uh, kills a Mary in the family of six, mm -hmm. Mary. She's dead, she's buried, and then all of a sudden, little Jimmy dies. Uncle Henry dies. Sister Margaret, she dies. And then they go and dig Mary up, and Mary's got blood in her mouth. Her hair has grown long. Her nails are 
mysterious long mysteriously longer and she is a revenant she had gotten out of the grave and had feasted on little jimmy uncle henry and sister mary teresa and then you would cut out the heart the liver you would burn that on a stone then you would mix that into a tonic and feed it to the rest of the family so that they would no longer be attacked by Mary. But traditionally, it's the Revenant is attacking members of its own family. It doesn't necessarily go out into the community. Okay. And yeah, uh, I, I've known about that one. That was a, always an interesting thing because i know it's pop well i can't say it's popular in romania but there are ca- a lot of cases of it so happening in romania where yeah and then burn pennsylvania the and massachusetts hmm. had a big rash of people going into graveyards and digging up people and making tonics from yep. their burnt up organs yeah that's uh that's a choice yeah so what's yes. your concept of it uh mike uh, honestly, a lot of that same thing that Dean just said, um, you know, we, again, growing up Western, we tend to have a lot of that mythology being closer to Dracula because, mm-hmm. because, you know, even when everyone talks about a vampire, they always say it's a Dracula. Yeah. Cause that's what you got. It's how the whole system works. You, you know, again, it's, it's interesting because culturally, no offense to Dracula being who he is, but. There are so many more interesting vampires, like variations in other cultures that it's insanity. Uh, Well, in my mind, Dracula, well, the original Bram Stoker's Dracula wasn't necessarily about Vlad Dracu. No, no, because he just liked the name Dracula and from his castle. So. In my mind, if I was going to do a story, I would have real vampires who have been around, but they hate Dracula because he's this young upstart who doesn't really understand anything about vampires and just happened to become a vampire and messed up the whole mythology. Uh, yeah, in... Um... Well, it's also interesting in Bram Stoker's Dracula, whenever they talk about him, they like in like all the movies, they always kind of make him more seductive or attractive. And in the books, Mm -hmm. he never really sounds that way. And he also kind of sounds like an idiot. Yeah. Well, he's supposed to be a racist caricature of the other. Oh, yeah, that too. But it was also because if you think about it, if you live for a very long time, the urgency of things kind of goes away. So he yeah. was, but so his, he didn't like meticulously plan out all these ideas. He was just like, oh, let's see what happens. So all this stuff is like, yeah, there is this notion of supernaturalness too, where it's like, you know, it's an undead creature. It's was alive and now is not dead, but not really alive. So it's undead, which is kind of a magical thing. Uh, I know like in Buffy, what it is was a demon basically animates the corpse of somebody Mm -hmm. and that's 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 generally what my always i always find interesting with it is uh when 
you have like a fully formed vampire in a lot of these movies, like how they get to that point. And it was like the, the interesting, like, and do they actually remember anything that happened in their previous life? Or is it because it's like, it's a demon looking through your, like living through your memories and having only your memories. Yeah. So I was like, Ooh, well in the Buffy, in the Buffy establishment, while you have the demon inside you, it only brings out what is your worst aspects. Yeah. Because it's, it is still you. It's everything about you. And especially when you look back at like Spike's storyline, he was still very much the same person he was after yeah. he becomes the vampire. Just, it brought out the worst aspects of everyone else around him because shockingly, he only became more evil as like he progressed through the years. Yeah. Like, it was just that thing of, like, losing everything that he thought he could have, and then he's just mad. Yeah. You know, he's just he's just a bitter person by the time he hits the modern 90s. Yeah, so I'm going to have to establish that, yeah, there's no... Su- our vampire that we're going to be talking about today, we can't have any kind of supernatural aspect to it, because it's like, we can't say if that exists or not, or anything like that. <laughs> what were you going to say, Dean? Well, going back to Dracula... Um, he's got hairy palms, so that means he masturbates a lot. No, that was werewolves. What? What? The hairy palms thing is for werewolves. No, and Dracula and- has a hairy palm. Hmm. Can I look it up right now? Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. I'm pretty sure Florida. because I'm looking at the at uh, the Dracula book that I've got, and uh, let's hairy see palm. here. Count Dracula. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's a that's yeah. a vampire thing. Oh, that was just a werewolf thing. It's supported by the depiction of his hairy palms on page 24. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, I guess that, yeah, well, it depends on how old that uh, old wives tale of masturbating gives you uh, hairy palms is. Yeah. Well, so, I yeah that masturbation would be... turns you into a vampire. So children, no. stop it. Yeah. Or keep uh, going, but... whatever. Be cool. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's another one of those othering and like showing that you have moral support uh, superiority because look at these people. They have hairy palms, so therefore they're bad because they're weird and different. Look, look, all you got to do is get a razor. Just shave that down once a week. You're fine. You're fine. Wash Don't your even worry about it. Yeah. I mean, nowadays it's so much easier than it was back then. Yeah. It's just like, or just do a lot of manual labor and that would just rub off the hair anyway. Oh, Oh, don't even get me started on that. Yeah. It was like that oh. whole concept of, uh, we'll get hairy palms. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would that yeah. matter? But yeah. Um, okay. So I want to establish some interesting facts because I was looking up stuff about, uh, bats. Okay. And it was really interesting when you brought up the strain Dean that, mm-hmm. uh, they actually the Strain is a really interesting, uh, tri- I think it was a trilogy of books and also a show. I never, I haven't started the show yet, but I read the books. And I thought it was really interesting that they went from this kind of more realistic idea behind vampires, like where they're like, oh, yeah, going with all this biological things. And then they were like, but we're also going to have it still that it's supernatural. And I was like, okay. In The Strain, it was just interesting because they have like, you get infected by these worms and these worms have a virus in them. And then the virus makes you into a vampire. And it was really interesting because they had like this whole mechanism of uh, like, kind of like a chameleon's tongue where it's like this, like you get a, like an extended tongue 
and then you can like launch it out in the same kind of mechanism as a chameleon does, hmm. which then makes it that they can't communicate with their mouths. And then, and because of that, uh, they have to use psychic abilities to communicate. And that's where it just goes, okay, weird that you went, try to go from a very realistic approach to things to then they have psychic powers. And then you learn more and more about the history of uh, these particular vampires. And you're just like, okay, that's really going off uh, the other direction from biologically possible. Well, if you think about, I mean, sci-fi has always had a tradition of going into psychotics. Yeah. In a lot of ways, yeah. Yeah, they do. But it, it's, it's still it's not something that's like an actual example in uh, we don't have an actual example that in any case studies that are provable what about mushrooms there's that guy in hannibal who had people in diabetic comas that they were able to read minds they were linked together through the mushrooms oh okay so what you're telling me is another work of fiction no it's truth it's inspired by history Uh, we're not getting into that we are not getting into that. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Like always, I look up just random articles. And it, this is one of the things that I thought was really kind of cool. This is an article from uh, scienceabc.com. And the title of this article is, How do vampire bats survive on a diet of blood? So we, there are very few vertebrates that survive only on blood. And uh, it's interesting because I was looking it up. So there's only like three species of bats and like uh, I think maybe one or two species of birds. But I don't know if they are obligate, like they can only drink blood in that sense. Mm. But I know these these three species of bats, they only survive off blood, which is very interesting. And uh, we're going to we're going to get into that. Um, But the thing that I thought was really cool and was kind of happy that they also introduced this into the strain vampires. Uh, so contrary to what many believe, bats don't actually suck the blood from their prey. Instead, their tongues are lined with lateral grooves that allow the f- blood to flow in effortlessly. This is due to capillary action, causing the blood to flow uh, against gravity into the bl- uh, bat's mouth using the grooves. Lats up the blood from horses using the unique tongue. 15 minutes into his hopper, bats start peeing Hmm. while drinking blood. This is because the digestive system of the vampire bats has developed to eliminate excess water and urea. So what's blood mostly made out of? Water. Yeah. So you have to get rid of all that water. Otherwise, you're just, it's empty calories in many aspects. Yeah. And you would have to drink, like, you think about how much water that would be to be able to feed something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, right, like, 15 minutes after they start drinking. Oh, no, wait a In fact, they can start peeing within two minutes of feeding. Jeez. With this much, bl- uh, this with his stomach full, Bat flies back to his cave and uh, waits. And I just thought that was really interesting because I was like, oh, they actually talked about that in Strain, was that they always had that, like they have the, they spray urea and urine all over the place. So one of the vampire bats has a hook on the end of its tongue. It will 
cut into the skin and then lap up the blood and its saliva has anticoagulating um stuff in it. I think most of the I think all the vampire bats have that the, the anticoagulant part not the yeah. hook. I, well I think they'd have to cuz otherwise yeah. most species they pretty much start coagulating pretty quickly cuz you don't want to start bleeding out unless you're you know you don't want to start bleeding out. Sorry, I right. got really excited though because you've never seen the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, I'm guessing. No, I have. There uh there was an episode uh where they had Dracula who looked very much like the black exploitation Blackula. Oh, okay. The whole thing was they were in the desert and you know Grim's going to be fine, but Dracula's not. And Grim's like, "Well, why can't you just can't you just drain the water out of like a cactus or something to get a drink?" It's like, "That's not how it works." It's like, I just do a scrape and lick technique. And he's like, scrape, ah, 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 lick, ah, ah, ah. scrape, ah, 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 lick. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and it just does it for like a minute straight of just doing the scrape and lick technique. I'm like, it's exactly what the vampire bat's doing. Yep, that's all they do. All right. Uh, now, so this is the big thing uh, about why uh, what we think about would be a vamp, like a human sized vampire would actually be really, really like impossible to have like you can't have some uh, uh, uh only drink blood human size be- creature because no. there's not enough food in that blood to actually properly uh give enough energy for these things yeah. so it was like the from a nutritional this is from that same article um from a nutritional perspective blood can can be a tricky diet 97% no not 97 80 the I am dyslexic. 78% of blood is liquid in a liquid phase. The remaining dry phase, so like after you dry it, uh, approximately 93% are proteins and only 1% are carbohydrates. So that's a lot of building blocks, but no energy. Interessant. Uh, Yeah. And bats must consume 1.4 times their body weight in blood. Wait, 1.4 times their body weight? Yeah. Is what does like, a vampire bat get from the blood then? Yeah, that's why there's only like three species of bats. Uh, they yeah. generally weigh uh, less than two ounces. Yeah. A bat. I mean, if you've ever and... seen, a, yeah, if you've ever seen a vampire bat, they're small. They're yeah. very small, even like by bats. Any, yeah, by any bat standard, they are very small. Yeah. My next question is. Uh, I know only female mosquitoes drink blood. What do they need that blood for that they go and search out blood? Pretty sure it's something to do with like uh, reproduction processes or like for the for the babies that live or something like that. But it was like how, uh, the next part of the article is how did uh, vampire bats evolve to survive on blood alone? Uh, vampire bats lost three genes relating to sweet and bitter taste receptors. As really? The, yeah. As the uh, yeah, as like when your only food is blood, the <laughs> yeah, when the only fo- your only food is uh, is blood, the presence of taste receptors are kind of useless. Yeah, it makes like, sense. You can have like uh, other chemophore um, receptors, like being able to detect detect like maybe disease or something. But yeah. yeah. Like, it's different you should still have the sweet detector so that you know if this blood is uh, slightly uh, sugar laden. 
Yeah. Ooh, this tastes good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, vampire bats survive by only eating blood. Now we know how. That's a, that's that's the more important one. Ah. Okay, research. Ah. In, yeah, analyze DNA, microbiome results. Ooh, the their results revealed that a gut bacteria are key to the bat's ability to survive off of vitriol red liquids. So that's uh, just like us too, which is always interesting. Uh, we couldn't survive without bacteria. Yeah. There's so many things that we basically are feeding in our guts just so that we can get their byproducts. Classy. Yeah. Uh, it seems that these, these gut critters evolved to help bats live on a blood meal. That's cool. Hmm. You gotta be careful about those vampire bats that work live on bone meal. <laughs> Oof, they dig deep. <laughs> so, like in this, so in this context, with it, it'd be we would need to have a very special strain of bat, gut bacteria for back uh, for large predators to be vamp vampiric only, or they would have to go after very special like prey. Or something like yeah. that. That just happened to be have like really nutrient rich blood, which that doesn't describe humans. Yeah. We would have to create another species that these particular creatures would survive off of to make it ever make sense that these things could be anything larger than a vampire bat. Yeah. Uh, that would make sense. I mean, I mean, most of the job of our blood is to basically supply oxygen to our brains, essentially. Uh, so all that is coming from a National Geographic um, article. Good for them. Yeah, by uh, it's titled "Vampires, Vampire Bats Survive by Only Drinking Blood." Dash. Now we know why. By Carrie Arnold. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I it, this is main reason why I started all this is just so that I can have an excuse to research and look at animal facts. Animal facts. I like animal facts. We, uh, should, we need more. We need, they need to bring back zoo books. Yeah. Or they do have them still around, but we don't, you know, see them. Yeah. Do they? Now you're making me look National Geographic has a lot of kids' books. Uh, yeah. I know that for sure. Oh. They're still printing zoo books. Hooray. Yay. Awesome. So let's get down to some more nitty-gritty microbiology um, talk about this. So there is a, a disease humans have. That like there is always like this discussion of like where the myth of vampires come came about, and one of them is uh, prophyria, and it's a type of disorder that there's is a result of a buildup of natural chemicals that produce prophyrin in your body. Prophyrins are essentially for the function of hemoglobin, um, protein found in red blood cells that helps carry oxygen. It binds with or it's iron that carries oxygen around your blood. I'm pretty sure this is one where there have been like a, a actual accounts of people that like you just need to eat like a lot of red meat and stuff like that. Abdominal pain uh, causes genetic risk factors, complications, prevention, prevention. Although there's no way to prevent porphyria, if you have the disease, avoid triggers, help prevent symptoms because porphyria is usually an inherent disorder. Your siblings. OK, that's. Mm, risk factors. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another thing is like, uh, you can have symptoms like 
or things can like bat happen badly or not happen badly. Uh, bad things can happen if you're exposed to too much sunlight too with Porphyria. Oh. Yeah. Overview. Uh, there are two general categories of Porphyria. Acute, which means effect, uh, mainly affects the nervous system, and cutaneous, which means affects the skin. Some types of Porphyria have both nervous system symptoms and skin symptoms. Signs and symptoms Porphyria, depending on specific types of severity, usually inherited. One or both parents pass along an, an abnormal gene to the children. Although porphyria can't be cured, certain lifestyle changes can avoid trigger symptoms. So like the, I can give off the list of the triggers if you need to, but I don't think I'm gonna. Uh, symptoms of porphyria is oh, very widely by type and among individuals. Some people have the gene mutation that cause porphyria never show symptoms. Hmm. But yeah, I know that was one that a lot of people also would connect with it. And another one uh, which is actually really interesting is rabies. I was waiting for that. Yeah, there might be some kind of connection between like the stories spread about vampires and the connection with rabies, which is also really, really interesting. So bats are a good carrier of rabies. They're small, like I th and like they can get they get a lot of places, and they're also the ones that you can really notice if they have rabies because they're acting differently. And by acting differently, I mean, like, they're out moving about when the sun's up and they're a nocturnal species. Mm. That does, like, why would you be, why are you awake during the night? It's that kind of, like, it's a, that's weird. That's not normal. I'm, I'm awake at night to hang out with the hooker and vampire crowd. You know this about me. Yes. And that's weird. And you should be ashamed. I have no shame nor pride. So one of the cool things about, uh, that I, I, so... Vampire bats only exist in uh, South America, like South America, Central America. Like that's where they originated, which I find really interesting because I'm pretty sure the concept of vampires being connected with bats is older than a uh, white man coming to the Americas. So I was like, so I'm sitting there thinking about that. I'm like, well, how, why would that be ever connected? And I was like, well, I guess it could also be because at late at night, blah, 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 something like that. What is happening? And they were like, oh, it's spooky at night. Bats are spooky and they're at night. So they must be associated with each other. I always thought it was due to uh, part of the history of, you know, cats and witches and whatnot. But you'd always, you'd, in old timey times in Ireland, you would have a bonfire and in that bonfire, You'd have moths and other creatures flying it around the flames, and then little swooping leather things flying rats eating those moths. Sorry for my terrible Irish accent, but that could also add to it, yes. But it was also bats and rabies, and people get seeing people being like, "Oh, I got bit by this bat," and then they started acting weird. Okay. So it's like, oh, that could be an interesting associated because there is some like if you look at like the spread of vampires with the spread of like the of rabies and stuff like that. There is a lot of correlation with the stories of vampires and werewolves and rabies, because once again, dog with rabies bites person. That person starts acting weird. Huh? Yeah. And the, the really interesting thing is like some of the 
like symptoms of uh rabies what was that? uh was uh so like sensitivity to light yeah sensitivity yeah. to light sensitivity to smells you know it's a really stinky uh garlic yeah plant garlic so it was like there could be an association with that these are 100 percent things like we can't ever really prove because there's no written documentation about this but it's our some of our best theories yeah there are secondhand theories and everything else like that and but it was just like oh that and it's really interesting and the oh, uh i also learned this about uh garlic it's really interesting that it's also naturally antimicrobial hmm so it was like, yeah, oh, that's really interesting. Mm. Uh, same thing. Same thing with silver. It's naturally antimicrobial. I don't know if that's why yeah. silver is always like used for different creatures. Because like, yeah, in The okay. Witcher, like everything you use. There was uh, there was some theories to since you're mentioning that uh, it's antimicrobial, but some there I have heard other people raise the theory that silver could attack whatever is creating vampires or werewolves if it's bacterial. Yeah. Oh, oh, that that is actually very important too. I want to bring up. Uh, so uh, during this is actually really really interesting. So during uh like all this COVID stuff, a lot of people were like talking about, oh, can't I just get the shot after I'm exposed? Blah blah. blah to help it. It's like that's not how vaccine works. Yeah. But it's interesting about uh rabies. That is how rabies vaccine works. Yeah. If you're exposed to it, then you can still have time. If you do it fast enough, you can uh, actually get the vaccine because it takes a while for the virus to actually propagate in the body. So if you get it early enough, you're you are bolstering up your body's immune system. There's a couple yeah. uh, vaccines that are like that, too. So there's also another thing about um it's attributed to vex uh, to not vaccine to rabies is people who have it have what's like hydrophobia, fear of water. Yep. yep. And the thing about that is, I guess it's not true. It's that it's not that they're afraid of water. They it just really really hurts, and so they don't want to drink water because it's painful for them to drink water. Oh. Yeah. So is that supposed to be uh, akin to them not being able to? pass across running water i i have no idea i'm because i know that's part of the dracula myth yeah the different yeah different uh vampire myths have the not being able to cross over um running water which it's always interesting seeing all the differences and the similarities yeah yeah uh i'm like there's there are books that you can have that are just about different types of vampires Oh yeah. Oh, there is a book, um, V Wars. I I was gonna raise this up because it it's uh the audiobook is amazing because each story uh has a different narrator and Will Wheaton is one of the narrators in it. But somewhere along the line, uh, some of our junk DNA, I think it's the junk DNA, got activated. So each so each culture had their own different vampires like there's a um down along the southern border a mexican type of vampire that grows 
scales like rattlesnake and fangs oh, like so rattlesnake. The, uh, chupacabra. Something along those lines. Um, then there's a brother and sister who are of Asian descent, and the brother gets uh, rigor mortis, and so for him to move, he sort of has to jump <laughs> to move around. So that yeah. goes into the jumping vampire, and his sister turns... She, she still looks like herself, but she's more of a vampiric ogre-type creature, so... Um, uh, there's some sort of mask in Japan. I, I don't think it's an oni mask. Maybe it's an no. oni. No, but it. I think I've heard the mask one. Uh, but or but, at least for the anime, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, they have a vampire mask thing. That but yeah, I mean, Dio. Yeah. In Japan, yeah. there's a traditional troll-like creature, That's and there's an a mask of it. And somehow she's connected to that. I forget how that story plays along. And some people are werewolves. <laughs> so V Wars, very good book, but it that goes into that goes into showing like every story is a different person who has a different type of vampiric. Which is kind of like the bait so in uh, Marvel Comics for X-Men, like you have the X gene and that's okay. what it kind of is where it like, where if you have the X gene, it activates something in your DNA to, and you're like, nothing's this, nothing, nobody has the same exact mutation. They can have similar mutations, but they're mm -hmm. not exactly. And then in there, so in the mythos of Marvel, uh, humans were created by the Eternals think or they found or they found humans it's one I, it's one of those things that are like it's, it's complicated I, uh, they so found it, they found humans yeah um, and so what they did yeah. is they modified them in three di three to four different ways depending yeah. on which species they found where they make the eternals which are supposed to be genetically perfect mm -hmm. like the superior the like the pinnacle of what we could e eventually evolve into that's what the eternals are then the deviants which are uh, they super mutate and stuff like that. Like that's one of their traits is that they just mutate real fast. Yeah. And then there's baseline humans. Now there is another eternal, not eternal, uh, but um, celestial that made it that they also added the X gene. So eventually, potentially down the line that could happen. But if you look at like all the other characters, not all superheroes in Marvel are mutants. But it's because they had that particular type of DNA activated without using the X gene, kind of. Yeah. Or at least that's kind of like some of their workarounds. Yeah. And uh, from uh, from the uh, from Marvel too, uh, the scrolls from uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, those are what happens if the deviants won. They're all descendants from the deviants. Oh. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting, and, and but then I'm like, but they aren't like crazy mutating all the time. Yeah. it's very consistent yeah there's no, that... so many cases of freaking uh people like in marvel of other species coming to earth and messing with us yeah because that's what the uh the inhumans are is when the kree came over yeah and we're messing with dna who's <laughs> like a question for I... you 
Okay. Would you say with all these different types of vampires that it would follow along uh the convergent evolution? Okay. Um oh yeah, if we had a planet of vampires, uh or well no, I would like think that it, it to, wouldn't be convergent. to play into just all the different versions that we have on Earth as of right now. Yeah. Would you say uh, I I was thinking about this and I was like, could be just that it's an advantageous thing that pops up for different species. And so it's just convergent evolution. Yeah, it would be convergent evolution uh, if it was because for some cases, like some vampire ideas are kind of very similar to others. But like the Oswang, which have like a kind of proboscis. I'm like that. That's drastically different than uh, a Western style vampire, because like yeah, they don't have a proboscis. They, well, what was it? What was it? It's uh, Johnny Depp the the movie that was based off the the soap opera. Oh, oh, uh, Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. Thank you. And that was something that I always find really interesting in a lot of these vampire things, where it's like, oh, they're sucking blood through their teeth. Yeah. Like they, yeah, I was like, that's just that seems. As really a kid, I always thought, you know. The the fangs did two things. The first was to puncture the skin, to draw out blood, and you would suck it. And then the other thing was, is like, depending on which mythology you wanted to go with, their fangs would inject something that was a anticoagulant, mm-hmm. like some other animals but this also had a side effect where you know interview with a vampire part of how you turn into a vampire is drinking a vampire's blood Mm -hmm. where some some stories i don't know if hammer horror did it that way but where it's just a bite and you got bit three times and then are most of the time it's you get bit three times and then you're a vampire. Yeah. Um, but I always was like something with the anticoagulant starts the mutation where a human being is mutated into another vampire. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's one of those, uh, yeah, there are so many, there are just as many ways of like, becoming vampires as there are probably number of types of vampires though i do want to talk about one of my favorite types it is from it's a like into the south southeast asian vampire it's called the penna genelan it's it's a long word p-e-n-a-n-g-g-a-l-a-n give me one second uh, so for they are terrifying. Um, basically, they are a flying head. Yep, the penangalan. Yeah, pengalang. I can't. Pe- yeah. Penangalan. Yeah, they are a flying head with the entrails drifting underneath. Oh, oh, the, I, um. So I know I had talked about this on a different episode where yeah. I talked about there's a horror film where an American girl goes to Southeast Asia and I thought that was more of a witch versus a vampire thing. So that's also the thing. Uh, You actually will see a lot of crossover with witch 
and vampires. Uh, a strigoi. It's either means it's, they're either a witch or a vampire, or they are a witch vampire, depending yep. on which culture you are from. But going back to that, I recently yeah. heard a myth about how that became a um, a floating head. Yeah, I I heard one recently too, and it was a basically it was a Thai version. So my it just like everything else there it things aren't. This story only comes from this place and this place only. There is bleed over in different countries. So yeah. the one in in, the, uh, in Thailand, it's they're called something else. But this is just how I learned of this was yeah. from um, Hellboy. Yeah. Uh, uh, the comic Hellboy. They both, um, Mike Mignola and uh, Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. they're talking about they're like they were uh, corrupted at when they were young by this book called the passport to the supernatural. Yeah. And in there, they have a story about the Penagenolan. Yeah. I'm never going to be able to pronounce this right. And it's sad thing is because it is one of my favorite types of vampires just because well, of how freaking you, you could go with the Thai pronunciation, which is Krasu. Yeah. Krasu. Uh, yeah. That one yeah. probably would be better. Yeah. So and, the same, same species of vampire, just. Yeah. Uh, same, same, but different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For anybody who's ever been in like near Thailand or Cambodia, you will you hear, hear that a lot. <laughs> but yeah, Krautus. And then there was also like in uh uh Southeast Asia is the Managa Mananagal. 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 Yeah. The that that's half. my personal favorite. Well there is like the top half is flying around and the bottom half is uh just legs. That yep. is just sitting there, which uh, this is actually really kind of cool. So uh, if there's a lot of people that they're like, like they'll see like winged things in the sky and it more than likely it's just a bird that you are misidentifying because it's dark and you don't know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So it was like for this, a lot of times they're like, oh, it's owls to the point where it's actually kind of a joke where people are like, it's owls. It's a UFO. It's an it's actually an owl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to where it's like the me- besides the meme of I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens, but rather it's I'm not saying it's owls, but it's owls. Yeah. And um, if you but if you look at so a lot of times for the Mananagal, it's like they, they t- kind of rip up their stomach. That's how they dip- detach themselves. Yeah. So if you think about at, that as a silhouette of this like kind of poofy haired person with wings then the arms are like below where the wings so you could still see it because you're only like I said only in a silhouette and you see like this jagged edge that kind of looks like the silhouette of a um owl flying at you yeah I was like that makes sense that's kind of cool to which uh, so, they're oh keep going yep so the story that uh this is me barely remembering it I forgot where I heard it from but I heard it like within the last month or so. And um, a young girl had fallen in love and she had something with magic happened to her and she was punished by the people by being burned alive. The magic that protected her wasn't fully complete so it only saved maybe her legs, her hand, and her head. And then her internal organs 
yeah. was the only thing left untouched by the flame, and the rest of the body was burnt away. Yeah, and you had to get vengeance. He uh, would fly around and drink the blood of women, or pregnant women, and uh, babies. Yeah. He that's would, that's she basically, would go... the, that's what a, a Pentagal is, or a... Mananagal does the same thing, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. She would go and uh, she would actually eat the fetus. Yeah. Suck the fetus out from the from the pregnant woman. I just want to know what the hell was happening in Southeast East Asia. Why can't I say East uh, Asia? That there's so many damn stories that are like this from there. Because I... all the like so many because mythology are, are just like hey, let's pass these stories along so we can keep ourselves safe. That's like that's the nugget of truth is like there is some kind of nugget of truth that was causing us to be afraid of somebody coming around and stealing babies and killing women. Well, could be just simply wild animals in some cases, depending yeah. on where you are. I mean, for years, we didn't believe that a dingo stole a baby, but that turned out to be true, too. Yup. A dingo stole my baby. Yeah. That poor woman. Yeah, no, no one believed her for ye- no one believed her for years that it happened. Yeah, and then it, and then they were like, "Oh shit, we gotta apologize to her." Yeah, but, was... or it was uh, but yeah, it's I always find that so. In- I find that that's why I like mythologies yeah. and stuff like that because it's so interesting because there are so many like stories and like it's these are how I describe it as folklore is um a culture top like talking about itself yeah because you don't read folklore to think oh yeah this is 100 true it's oh no it's a folklore is um the perception of the world by a culture yeah and that's why we also because america doesn't have any unified um culture yeah. as of yet because that's just not how it's gonna be ever again because we are not limited in space that we can only talk to each other in one small geographic area so Maybe when we decide to colonize Mars and there's only some people on Mars, they'll create a nice different culture. Yep, the Martian yeah. culture, uh, which they deal with in uh, the Expanse series, which is really interesting yeah. how they approach that. While their entire culture is around this idea of terraforming Mars. Yeah. They're like, we don't have anybody here that doesn't have a job. Everybody has a job. Everybody has a, has the one goal is to uh, terraform Mars. And maybe one day have to fight Earth. <laughs> it's like classic. Okay. Yeah. In there, that was actually really interesting because one of the characters, she talks about how like they did like high gravity training to try to be like, be able to, if they ever have to go to Earth. And then she went to Earth and she was like, oh, God, yeah, we are. We would not be prepared. This. Oh, God, this would suck. <laughs> well, there's that whole there's a. In one of the first episodes, there's this whole thing where they're torturing a Martian. No, that was uh, that was not a Martian. That was a um, belter. Okay. Well, to torture them, they just had them hooked uh, underneath yeah, their in. arms, hanging yeah. on a wall with hooks under their arms, holding them up. Yep, because uh, they're not strong enough to uh, support their own weight. <laughs> Because I think it's like they are used to one third Earth's gravity at most. Yeah, I was like, that's that's interesting. 
in the book, yeah. yeah, it's definitely drastically all belters look like that. This really elongated um, body. Oh, yeah. But in the show, obviously, they can't do that because there's not enough actors out there that are over seven feet tall. Yeah, true. Yeah, yes. Not... Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize. We're gonna still be talking about vampires, but I do kind of feel bad for uh, the audience for this one because there is not going to be this concept of a vampire that we're really going to have to be able to nail down it's just an, because yeah. it's not possible for no. something to survive only off blood. You, well, at least not of, at least not of the size earth. that would be a human. Yeah. I mean, even if you can, you know, separate yourself by half or even just be a head and some organs. Yeah. Which by the way, bringing that up, uh, I want this picture on the Instagram again. I want you, you to put that. Yeah. I'll, I'll save that somewhere. Uh, copy image. Oops. I don't copy. know. I wish I could credit the person who uh, made it. Uh, share it on um our messenger because then I can do it because I can't oh. copy that. Okay, fine. Be that way. Uh, yeah, I audience, do. you'll see this. It's yeah. it's adorable. It's there. There's two pictures that I really like. It's one is on Drawfee when they were doing when they were doing like of the other vampires from other cultures, and they did a Mononagal in one of a Karina's magazines. She had one that was just like the sassiest looking Mononagal you could ever have, where it's just like nice. a teenage girl in the tank top, just like looking super sassy, just upper half, just, you know, fla flapping their wings around. It's so ridiculous. And then there's this one, which is just also ridiculous. But I'm like, why would they like they just soften these creatures now? They're, they're no longer they're softening the blow for the kids, I guess. Yeah. You know, for one day that they might get attacked by these things. Yeah. yeah. These are like some of the most vicious, terrifying types of vampires out there. Yeah, let's make them cute. Yeah. Oh. Like they literally go after uh, pregnant women and babies. Yeah, that's their prey of choice. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was uh, so this is the only way I can think of. And this is this is also a vampire that I wanted to make a more realistic vampire years ago. Uh, and I, I really liked this concept, but it was I dubbed it the land shark. No because boy. that's kind of what it was more modeled after. Uh, not like yeah. street shark, so it doesn't actually look like a shark. The only thing that okay. reason why I called it the land shark is because what happened is I uh, smooth, like the concept was like it, it lo lost a lot of its facial features. So it's like a more smooth face that you see in like a lot of vampire movies where they have like no ears and stuff like that. The only reason yeah. why I called it a land shark is because I liked that idea of so shark jaws. Um when they bite at something, they move out. They oh. move at the prey. Yeah. They aren't just like ours where it's stationary. They will actually move forward a little bit. The goblin shark, if you mm. watch a video of it eating, is the most prominent example mm -hmm. that I've seen of the jaws popping out. Yeah. But I mean, if, even when you watch a great white shark, there's they yeah. don't go out as far, but... Yeah, they still extend... But the goblin shark has the has one of the best examples if you watch them eat, and just because of how weird they're they're called goblin sharks for a reason, yeah. but just because of the way that their face is orient uh, is arranged, you can see the jaws come out. Yeah. So, uh, and because of that, I was like, it can't just, because, yeah, like you said, it can't just drink blood. So it would have to be a carnivore. 
Like that would be it. It it could only be it would have to be a carnivore that specialized in eating meat. Now it could also have some adaptations to um, be able to handle a lot more blood than normal, and then also uh, supplement its diet with meat, which would still involve a lot of peeing. Huh? Yeah. Which like I love that because then if you think you try to match that with the Twilight vampires. The sparkly was like, oh, they're so or interview with the vampire vampires where they're like, oh, they're so sexy and everything else. Yeah. Nope. They would be freaking animalistic and peeing on everything. Yeah. Which here's the thing though, you did not read the uh extra fine print on that where they are the creators of the depends. <laughs> Uh, but uh, also something that really always bothered me about the notion of vampires was the fact that they want to have sex with humans. Uh, That's mean, like, cause like uh, so many times they will be like, Oh, they will treat humans like cattle. Yeah. And there's like, I don't want to fuck a cow. Oh, so well, you're afraid you, oh. of the bestiality of it all. Oh, not. No, oh, no. I mean, it's because it's not even that it's, I'm, I don't understand because they're like, they literally dehumanize their prey. And but then they still want to have sex with it. And it was just like, that doesn't make a lot of like psychological sense. Why would you approach it in that way? And like a lot of times, like I think it was in um, True Blood because uh, I read a bunch of the books and they were like, oh, it goes sex goes hand in hand with feeding. And it was just like, OK, that's weird. I know of people who have that fetish where they like to eat and have sex. I, I don't because those two parts of my brain aren't closely wired, I guess. Look, we've had an entire conversation about your diet. Also, you are a very vanilla human being as far as very that much. Goes. So I am very vanilla. Like, so I, I also think that you also probably don't get the furry culture also in that regard. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah, uh, I can't speak to it. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> But because uh, I was also thinking about this, uh, so not all herbivores are strictly herbivores. So yeah. that's what I was like thinking about, like the vampire, like where they still have to eat meat to get yeah. a bunch of the other nutritions. Because like there are cases where you will see deer eating things that yeah. are plant. And same thing with cows. Oh, so yeah. like, if you wanted to have a realistic vampire, you're going to have to have him eating a a very bloody a human-sized vampire he's gonna have to eat a really bloody steak yeah so there's well, that yeah again that's why vampire bats are small like any of these things that purely would subsist off of blood have to be small there's yeah. just not enough of it to go around having to eat 1.4 times your uh body weight a day yeah I mean, that's also why they, I think that's also why they go after big targets like yeah. horses yep, and cows. Yeah, because that's a lot of blood that they're not going to be missing. You know, if a, yeah, if a vampire bat attacked me and did that, I would be annoyed by the fact that a vampire bat just did that to me. I, I just remember reading this when I was a little kid and because people were like, oh, afraid of bats and afraid of vampire bats. I was like, they very rarely attack humans because it's also no. one of those things where during the night, it's not like we're just standing there eating cud. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also the idea of we aren't its main target. Okay, so since you were talking about not wanting to fuck your food, well, what we do in the shadows, which is a great documentary about how vampires would be in our modern society, talks about virgin blood. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's uh, just like it there's no difference between those two types of blood yeah a normal or non-virgin and virgin blood it's not like virgin olive oil mm. it is uh, uh i i love what we do in the shadows yeah. so funny both the tv show and the movie yeah yeah it's not the catch up i i'm behind on what we do in the shadows but have you seen this scene where oh, they talk yeah. about uh, yeah what was it yeah i i've seen the movie too I think I had to get off YouTube because it wasn't on Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, what else do what we else? got? Yeah. What else do we got? Oh, this is an article from particular dot tech dot org dot au. Uh, is drink is it really bad to drink blood? Vampires are real and they exist in all pockets of society. But is drinking blood safe? What does the science say about sipping on blood? Well, uh, first, you need the adrenochrome, and the only way to get that is to have people kidneys. in constant no, adrenaline. adrenaline rush so that it's filled in their blood. That's the only way you can get adrenochrome. Or you could just take someone's uh, adrenal gland and, like, take it from there. And the only, did, I, did I talk about what adrenochrome actually does? No. Okay, so there've been there's been research on it, and basically all it does is it makes your blood clot faster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chunky. That's is some other countries use it as that. And guess where they get the adrenochrome? Not from children being scared and having their adrenal glands bl- uh, bled. Yeah, which is also interesting because I'm like, oh yeah, that it, it like what's it's being produced is adrenaline. That would be producing adrenaline, not adrenochrome. So it's like, what? What? No. So I'm like, and you can just get that anyway. And all that does is just amps you up. Oh, hey, I'm amped up right now. Let's let's do this. Oh, this is like a short answer. No, because you'll die in a number of ways, unpleasant ways. Uh, The threat of death might be to some be a turnoff. And yet real human vampires still exist. There are people that say that they're vampires and I'm not going to besmirch them. And they yeah. primarily live in New Orleans. Yeah, a bunch of them. But uh, like a lot of it, it's more spiritual, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's more it's turned into somewhat of a religious thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some practicing vampires use blood as medication, an iron rich supplement like I think it was like for like if you're anemic, it can be beneficial, but you can't drink a lot of it. I know that. What was it? Um, because they're and yeah, you also don't want to drink blood because anybody's blood randomly because there are diseases in blood. Yeah. Please talk to your doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, where you yeah. want to get your professional blood for your all of your satanic and non-satanic rituals. I mean. Even the, I mean, even those things that where you cook using blood, I mean, that's still cooked, you know, blood you worst. Yeah, blood like sausage, blood, blood, blood pudding. Yeah. You know, it's animal blood and it's also very much, it's also very much cooked. Oh, like high mo pro titus. Yeah. This is the word. Uh, come on. See if you can pronounce it. Once again, I'm proving the fact that I can't read. Oh, it's that thing of, you know, well, you you were hooked on phonics. Mm, pretty much. Um, Hemochromatosis. 
Yeah. Oh, you uh, didn't have fo- you didn't have phonics monkey. Oh, we are not talking about phonics monkey. Uh, this is a potential fatal condition caused by a buildup of iron in the bloodstream, which yeah. is something that could happen if you try to drink blood. So that's something. Uh, yeah, why you yeah. don't want to be drinking blood because you could have a buildup of uh iron. Um, what is that? Yeah. Just make sure you don't go see Magneto after you've drank all that blood. However, blood is terribly low in minerals and uh, vitamins. Malnutrition is just one of the unpleasant things if you try to live off blood for humans. Yeah. Well, I, I again, like, that's the yeah. other thing is, yeah, humans don't, that's not how we're built. Yeah. We're not built to live off of that. And again, coming from, it's always interesting, though, how you become so, like, even there, like, with vampire bats, like, it's not like they go after a singular source of blood either. I mean, they go after as much as they can. Yeah. So it isn't even a thing of, you know, it's one stop like, shop. Yeah. I mean, because if you're that specialized as far as like trying to get a food source, you don't tend to survive for that long. Because what happens when that source runs out? You know, it's how, it's yeah. how we as the mammals made it as far as we did. Again, I always find that to be interesting. Because we varied ourselves. I mean, that's how we have mammals in almost every biome that exists now. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, um, we have them on every continent. Birds and us are on every continent. That's crazy. All right. What else we got on vampires? There's so much. Okay, that was it. Um, Like, this going to be a multi-episode thing? Oh, no, It's hard because there's no real, like, like, the problem with that is that we can't go multi-part because... If we're trying there to stay out of enough, movie. yeah, there isn't yeah. enough to have an evolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and especially because so much of it is cultural. It's, like, it just means that we've got a bunch of cultural differences. Yeah. For essentially the same thing of a blood sucking creature of some sort, mostly humanoid who really can't exist or at that any size. Life, yeah. life source. Yeah. Because of the pistachio. It's, I want. I it, am going to need. To, I need to draw that. Out. I need to okay. draw a vampiric pistachio. Okay, what pistachio. word are you looking at? That like put in the chat pistachio. so I can. Pistachio. P i s h t a c o. P i s h t a c o. The pistachio. It's a Peruvian vampire that feeds off the fat. Oh yeah, fat of humans. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not pistachio. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, but when he says pistachio, I absolutely, I knew that's not what he meant, but I also didn't know about the pistachio. So it was that thing of, I absolutely did not know this was a vampire that existed. I, I knew that there were varieties Ooh. of vampires because the X-Files brings it up a lot. Pistachio. Yep. It actually might be pistachio. It is pistachio as far as the pronunci- as far as the English pronunciation goes. It's yeah. either because I don't think it's pistachio. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's not fish taco. It's yeah. pistachio. Yes, but no, when pistachio. he says pistachio, yeah, but That's as what, soon as I, I love the the U.S. Uh, pronunciation was pistachio. Pistachio, <laughs> uh, the bears. Yeah, the they, bears. Oh, they have a. Like, isn't because he was talking about the pistachio at, when he got back from work. I was like, I know about pistachios, and he he, never, he didn't actually qualify it. Until then, I did a Google search 
for pistachio vampire and then ended up and then it did actually lead to pistachio nice but so clearly it is a lot of people do confuse it trying to look up pistachio like looking up the name of the Peruvian vampires. I didn't want to give you too much because I wanted to raise it in the episode. Shockingly, uh, it worked. So the etymology of it uh, in the uh, Peruvian language, uh, like the ancient Peruvian language, I'm assuming. Uh, I can't pronounce the word. Yeah, uh, It's meaning cut the throat of or cut up. Interesting. And it's like who steals the f- and eats the fat, the body fat of indigenous South Americans or cut up their flesh to uh, convert it into food. Okay, that's why it was called cut up. It's like, that's a... Yeah. But yeah, I've... Okay, I think I have heard of this in, like, different stories or something. Yeah. Uh, There was... Wait, wasn't there a... It was in Smallville, one of the earlier seasons. There was a character that was one... I think it was actually... Oh, what's her name? Um... It was in the later seasons of Supernatural. Season 9, uh... There was a Pishtako who was in that. Oh, okay. I, I happen to know that because when I did finally get the right name, that was the first thing that came up. Oh. Uh, Supernatural no, no, no. came to a uh, set a story in Wisconsin, and I believe they had a bunch of times. I believe yeah. they were dealing with a Wendigo. Uh, think. no, the Wendigo. Well, that was in season one, and that was more in Colorado. Was the Wendigo? Uh, the one, well, one of the places where it takes place in Wisconsin. It was in the se- first season where they're doing something in a lake. It was like a lake ghost, and yeah. that one was interesting because uh, when you actually look at, um, where is she? Why is she not this? Um, when you actually look at like any kind of Wisconsin lake, it doesn't. No Wisconsin lake looks like the lake they used in that episode. Well, it's like the opening to um, going off on a Wisconsin tangent. Uh, oh, step by step, oh, it's yeah. supposed to have taken place in. Uh, is it Port Washington down by Milwaukee? Ah, uh, yes, uh, yes. It was yes. supposed. I believe it was supposed to have taken place in Port Washington. Yeah, but they go to this carnival, and that's like no, okay, that's Great America. They went to Six Flags Great America because that's yeah. yeah. Because they're on the big, uh, they're on the Iron Eagle, I think, at the yep at the end of the opening at the end of the opening sequence. It was Six Flags because yeah. it didn't yes. it didn't look or at least in my memory well, yeah it didn't the, the carnival like yeah they Flags. had a yeah they had like a carnival atmosphere which yeah. I don't well they do have like carnival games at Six Flags but, but they many. made it look but it, it also looked like they were running on grass kind of yeah. carnival and then they go on. Um, the Iron Eagle at Six Flags yeah. Great America. Okay, so it was Amy Adams in the Smallville episode where she was basically basically a Peshtaco. Oh, okay. So I feel like we're really winding down on this, unless you have yes. something else. Yeah, no, I have nothing else. Yeah, okay. we're winding down. So basically, you're, if you want a real vampire, it could only exist if it had a supplemental um, di- uh, diet. Like, you could have it that it is, has a lot of uh um blood in its diet but it also have to would have to have really efficient kidneys because it's really bad for humans to be drinking blood because we can actually poison ourselves with iron yep and stuff like that because i was looking up diseases that can cause or things that can happen if you drink uh blood because i kept looking because once i was told that if you drink blood you're gonna if you drink too much blood you will actually puke yep 
but I couldn't find any evidence of that, like because I also don't know what the word is. Yeah, for something that makes you puke. Yeah, uh, vomit. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I something know. that makes you vomit. Oh, okay. Like attack. If you wanted to have real life vampire, it would have to have a very particular bunch of um adaptations and basically a entirely different biome of stomach bacteria which also would kind of go in in with like uh like in what we do in the shadows because they anytime they try to eat human food they vomit it up yep. just like if uh like a vegan tries beef for the first time in a long time they can have really bad reactions because yeah. their gut biome can't pr- process that anymore Oh, okay. So, hey, there you go. That's realistic. Uh, now, you wouldn't be, like, vomiting so hard that you go flying or anything. Like, yeah. I think it was the the Baron. Oh. Got, it was season one, and it was... Uh, yeah, it was, it, it was the Doug Baron, Jones. because he he was taken out by everybody, and uh, he had a slice of pizza. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, don't! He's, and he's drunk? Yeah, and yeah. he has the pizza, and th- it, he looks like a seven-foot-tall old man mm-hmm. in a baseball cap and a jersey. Yeah. And then he's vomiting and gets shot up onto a roof. Nice. Oh, so, right, yeah, so. you need all those things to make it that they can drink blood. All right. Okay, so... So really, to be a true vampire, especially because even if you were, or you'd have to be incredibly small to. Yes, to actually be. And you'd still need all those adaptations, too. Yeah. Yes. You need very special synthesizing bacteria so that people could survive off of just blood. But the amount of energy and stuff like that would be so specific to cause something to go down that path. Yeah, so it's either we need different blood or different people. It's got to be one of the different two. organs. Yep. Yeah. So huge good kidneys. Yes. And you don't need a stomach, so you could have a bunch of extra tubing in there, and that creates more room for gigantic kidneys. Yeah. Well, we're learning. Yeah. So, or I guess it would be more like a. It's not a stomach. Yeah, it's just bigger, uh, longer um, intestines. intestines. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, you know what? I think we can actually call it then on this one because there's just not much more we can do on it. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. And uh, what do you want to talk about next time? Wendigos? We're going to go that route. We can go that route. It's it's we're going to be very we're going to we're going to tread very carefully if we go this route. Yes. We uh, this is a this is something that because, again, none of us are Native American. None of us are First Nation. This is something that's going to be very, very just we're going to broad. Yeah, broad broad strokes with this one. Yep. If we go that route, we are going. I mean, because we have a couple cultural things. Yep. Yeah. In our modern culture, that's why I threw it out there because you have the pet cemetery. Yep, and pet cemetery. Yep, you have. Yep, you have until dawn. You have pet cemetery, and those are some interesting takes on the Wendigo itself. That cemetery is supposed to be Wendigo. Yep. Yep. Hmm. 
Yeah. Mm. You may be spearheading some of the more cultural aspects of these ones. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably have to deal with a little bit of some of the pop culture ones, but you'll deal with some of the more cultural ones just because Dean tends to his, uh, when he gets an interest, it, he tends to stick with it, but yeah. Um, so we'll get into, but we'll get into that one next time then. And I love falling down rabbit holes. We will. Uh, yep. We will, but we'll, we'll tread that one carefully. And next time. Yes. (laughs) All right, y'all. I hope to see, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. I think it'll be a good one once I get it edited. (laughs) See you next time. Bye. 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 A Real Creature Feature is created by Matt Kuklinski, starring Matt Kuklinski, Michael Seaman, and Dean Snow. Any questions, comments, artwork, or general inquiries can be sent to realcreaturefeature at gmail.com. You can view any submitted fan art and pictures on our Instagram at a real creature feature. Some episodes were recorded weeks in advance due to our current sporadic recording schedule. Any comments left will be seen and addressed at some point, and you will be credited unless you tell us you wish to remain anonymous. If you like the podcast, please leave a review on the podcast app that works best for you. It really helps us out. Also, tell your friends, enemies, and total strangers about the podcast. They might enjoy it too, and that can bring us all closer together. Oh, I learned this too. Uh, so you know why it's called Antarctica? No. Because there's no bears there. Arctic really? is means bear in Greek or Latin. Interesting. Yeah. And so it's like it's saying no bears. That's Antarctic. That's like a basically a translation for Antarctic. Heck yeah. Now, my question, though, is did we call our did we call the Arctic? Because there are polar bears there. But nice. Did, did we come up with Antarctica? Well, considering it's I said it was Latin. Anti, Anti-Arctic. Yeah. Anti, no bears. But no, what I'm saying, though, is yes, the word means bears. But was that not us saying, oh, not the Arctic versus not no. the bears? I, no, because this would have been established by like Latin. So this would be like, oh, we adapted it from there. So there would not have been an expression of no bears in Latin, I don't think. I don't think. Yeah. I'm just, some people would say, oh, that just shows that we knew so much before. No, no, no. I'm not looking this up. I was just. Uh, well, you might that. not be. Yeah. Because uh, they're really meaning opposite the bears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It literally, it does. Like, the Latin is literally opposite the bears. Mm-hmm. So the bears would be in the north. And the yep. bear, no bears down here. Ooh. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I just looked up. Yeah, I just decided to look oh, up. Oh, it's the more of a nice coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, not a coincidence, because they picked that word yeah. specifically. Yeah, but they picked that word because that's what I'm trying to say, though, is they I, knew about the arctic first and that there were bears there yeah because you can get to the arctic via the land or like surface and, yeah. and like so it was antarctic, called the arctic first and then they found another hemisphere but, and then no, they, they called that antarctic yes cuz it's the opposite of where the bears are yeah and so 
it's a coincidence that there were no bears. No, Dean, no. it's ironic. <laughs> it's like yeah, Alanis Morissette said, it's ironic. Now, I'm getting, now that's what, now I'm not confusing that er- ironic word. Uh, or it's because they found out there are no bears there, so they're like, oh, we can just no, call it, it Antarctic. It's much more plausible that we found the Arctic first. Yes, that's the, what, I don't know what you're arguing is. I am saying that it is a coincidence. It's not a coincidence, though. Yes, because they didn't go to the South Pole and say, oh, no bears here, Antarctic. You named it after the Antarctic because it's the opposite of the Arctic. No, it's not the (laughs) opposite. That's literally what the Latin translation would be. It's the opposite is, uh, of bears. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the opposite of the Arctic. It means they, no bears. They discovered the Arctic first. Yes, meaning bears. But they, so they found, found the Arctic and called it the Arctic. Arctic. Yeah, because and there were bears then, there. years later, when people found the South Pole... They could have called it something else, but they, they decided called it Antarctic because it's fucking cold down there, just like the Arctic, and it's the opposite end of the world. That's not a coincidence. It's a fun chain and of events. It's, it's a, a fun coincidence. There, so it works with the words. Or they decided to name it after the fact that they found out there there were no bears there. It's not like the guy's like, oh, I'm just going to call it the Antarctic, and it just happens to be that there's no bear there. They would not know there are absolutely no bears there because it took us hundreds of years before we were able to explore most of it. I'll give you that one, actually. Uh, That's that's where I am at. It's more recent that we started to learn what creatures were there uh, it's not like not they no went con- there and con- were con- like oh there's no bears let's call it antarctic you know no, it was discovered in 1820 you know you know none of this is going in the podcast right good when was it named 1890s Ooh. it was named in the 1890s See now, now yeah. we're getting there. Now, now here you go. Ant- and when was the Arctic named? That used Greek. Let's see. Arctic. Uh oh, North Pole was disco- discovered in 1908. I'm pretty sure it's one of those things that we've known a lot about because we have boats that went up there, Vikings and shit. Yeah. List of Arctic explorations, 15th century. Marked first uh, cardiographer expedition to Greenland. It was in 1472. Oh, yeah. Also, oh. people lived in Finland. Oh. <laughs> oh. Norway. So, this is... Okay, thank you. Thank you, Britannica, for telling me this. What? So, it's not named necessarily for the bears, that, for the bears themselves, even though the polar bears are important as yeah. part of a... As part of it, the Arctic being their sacred, their sacred territory, mm-hmm. but more or less to the constellation of uh, the bear. Ursa. Yeah. Okay. Ursa Major. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, maybe you can't see it from the Southern Hemisphere. So we, we were wouldn't... both, so we were both right. Yeah. 
and like if you can't like i don't know because there's a southern cross and not a gigantic pull not a gigantic north uh northern constellation of a bear it's amazing it's amazing how quickly i diffuse this situation after (laughs) oh this is a good this is a good like special short i stand i stand corrected this is going right this is going right at the end (laughs) that neck I shake your hand. <laughs> yep. <laughs>